Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. So happy you're here spending the day, well, maybe an hour, maybe a half hour with me. (laughs) I am always so grateful for you and for you to be here. We have an amazing guest today, another one of my sister coaches. But before I introduce you to her, I do want to tell you that enrollment, enrollment for the Busy Body program is open. It is open. If you are struggling with your diet, if you just need a little bit of help, maybe you want to maintain your weight, maybe you want to lose some weight, but you just like don't want to count macros, or maybe you don't know what a macro is. You want to learn a bit about food, have some support, accountability, access to amazing coaches. Well, then, friend, I have the program for you. It's called Busy Body. Go to crystalrose.com/nutrition. Get yourself signed up. We only do enrollment every couple of months so that we can make sure that everyone gets our full attention. So go and get yourself signed up. Of course, if you have any questions, please hit me up in my DMs at Excel Rose. I am happy to answer anything about it. I stand by this program. It is so, so good. So many people are seeing results and not having to restrict themselves or do some crazy methodology that's a fad right now. It's just simple eating, food that you love, food that you like, and it just kicks ass, you guys. So if you're in the market, you're looking for something to help you with your food, you can do that. I also have some amazing coaches that coach one-on-one for macro counting. I personally am not taking on any clients at the moment, but I will have something hopefully in the very, very near future in a different capacity, but very incredible. I'm very excited to share with you when the time comes. So today, oh my goodness, you guys, I have the best guest. She is just going to rock your world because she's talking about things no one else is talking about right now. No one is talking about mental illness in this capacity And I'm so honored to have Jocelyn on my podcast today to just share her own personal journey and like be so vulnerable to talk about this stuff. Oh, so good. Bipolar is something that, you know, it's not sexy, like feeling anxious or having anxiety or depression. And no, I'm not saying that either one of those things are sexy, but they are a far less stigmatized than disorders like bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder. These are things that a lot of people just don't understand. And so they're not really talked about. So Dr. Jocelyn Hart is a masterful emotional and physical body healer dedicated to helping women up-level their energy and stop the 24-7 struggle with how their body looks and feels. After years of disconnection to her body and during severe depression and anxiety, she wanted to end her life. Through deep healing and reconnection to her body, she finally found peace. 
Doc Joss now uses her extensive knowledge and experience in healing the body to help women ditch the emotional eating and heal chronic emotional and physical pain. All right, you guys, super excited today. We have a doctor in the house. (laughs) One of my amazing sister coaches, Dr. Jocelyn Hart is here today. Thank you so much for being with us. So pumped to have you at the Self Love Breakfast Club. You bet. Thanks for having me, Crystal. We have kind of like a little initiation that we do called GGB, which is Goals, Gratitude, and Badassery. So first, what are your current goals? Mm, Current goals are to feel safe in the present. I feel like that is such a, that's like hitting for a lot of us right now. We're like, we just want to be here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. And what are you grateful for? I am grateful to know that literally in like four plus months, I can have my own business to do, be my own boss, do my own thing have like my ideal clients and just like continue to expand. I'm super pumped about that. Love it. And badassery. So basically this is something you've done recently that you think is badass or that you're really proud of. I'm really proud of being able to go from a place where I wanted to end my life to being a doctor and like really knowing that I can have a full life. That's amazing. We're going to dive into that. Um, (laughs) For sure. Because I think that, you know, especially depression, anxiety, mental health issues, suicide, all of that is is so shame filled for so many people. And we can scream all day about like, reduce the stigma and stop the stigma. But at the end of the day, the stigma is there. And even if someone else will accept us with open arms. It's still really, really hard to just put it out there. So I would love for you to just like, can you go to that dark place and just Mm, share a little bit about like what got you there and then how you crawled out of it? Yeah. So settle into that place. (laughs) It was probably seven years ago, I'd say at this point. And I had a terribly awful relationship to my body and just had that perfectionist piece of me, high achiever, very driven, everything was force and control, just trying to like be the best, be the prettiest, be the best in all the things. And because of that, it really drove me into a place where I was the skinniest and I was the prettiest in my mind at that point. And I was like, oh yeah, like all the things and whatever. And I got to my goal weight and I, all the things that starting a diet you want. It's what you want. And, and ironically, I ended up wanting to end my life. I was so deep in depression. And it was, it was kind of like from a place of denial. I was just, so severely depressed and it really debilitated me to the point where I needed like, I need like permission from the school to like not go to class and to all these different accommodations. And then the debilitating anxiety attacks, just literally being wheeled in by a wheelchair into the emergency room multiple times a year. And at one point that's when I, I had a really bad one and then ended up actually admitted to psych, like a psych ward. Mm. 
I, I just want to highlight that point of you got to where you thought you wanted to be and you still were not happy. I think there's so many women who are like, if I'm this skinny, if I'm this pretty, if I'm this blah, 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 if I get to this place, my business or success or whatever, I'll be happy. And mm-hmm. yeah, shining example of like, that's not always true. Not at all. Not at all. Just like what you said, the aesthetics and all that. Yeah. I mean, I even had the cute pink Lululemon jacket and all the things and I identified as like exercise is who I am. I'm so healthy. Like I'm a vegan and like all the things, like all the things you end up falling into the sort of funnel in. But then I actually, from that psych ward, I ended up on an eating disorder unit inpatient for a couple months and went through that whole shindig and end of the day, it's not worth it. Yeah. Chasing that external happiness. So let's, let's talk about mental health. So I know that you have told me, we've had conversations about this, about you being bipolar. And I shared with you how we just found out that my mom is, would have explained a heck of a lot when I was growing up. So can you share about how that has affected you just in like, like, did you know at that time that you were, or was that not? No, I actually got diagnosed when I was inpatient at the hospital by the psych that was on that eating disorder unit. So uh, no, I had no idea. And I also did not think that there was actually anything wrong with me. I got admitted by not my own will. <laughs> right. So I had no idea. No idea. Yeah. You're just like, I don't belong here. I'm good. What am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, how did you take that? Like that news, like that's news. It's <laughs> like pretty, some pretty deep news. It's pretty deep news. Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna lie. And such a quick convo. I was sitting probably in that office for like 10 minutes and he told me that. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, are you sure? But when I actually ended up diving into, I like, you know, I've Googled it so many times, like just to try and like deconvince myself that that's true. <laughs> You know how that goes. Yeah, like the opposite of like when you aren't feeling well and you're like WebMD and you're like, I'm dying, I'm dying. And you're like, no, I'm great, I'm fine. This is I'm not, this is not, not me. Even, yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And so when I look, every time I look though, I'm like, check mark, check mark, every single freaking one. It wasn't exactly like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm no, like I was like, it's stigma, so much stigma, you know, and it's different than depression and anxiety. Mm. People talk about that all the time. And like for this... No one talks about it. People don't. No one freaking talks about it. It is, anxiety and depression has become almost like a trend, I think, for some people who aren't maybe actually, you know, diagnosed or clinically depressed or anxious, or, you know, maybe they actually are just, you know, we all know that these deep wounds in our bodies trigger these emotions and and what looks like anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like totally cool to talk about and oh wow you're such a you know you're such a warrior such a hero for sharing this and blah blah blah. but like no one knows what the fuck to do with bipolar or like borderline personality or any of that no absolutely was it has it been about seven years since you yeah it's definitely not something that is by any means glorified like stress and overwhelm and anxiety (laughs) right like it's cool yeah, exactly. And like, you know, people are like, oh yeah, me too. Da, da, da. Right. And then like the, the depression piece, and this is not to mock it. It's just that like, to just highlight how, how it's different in that way, because it has a different name and depression, like, you know, 
people in America are pretty depressed. But for whatever reason, that that aspect of like having the mania and having the depression or just that stigma of like being crazy and people mm-hmm. saying like saying things like, oh, she's so bipolar or oh, like, you know, when people use those things and I'm like, it's like okay that's that's not that's not what it is okay I know like so so there's changing your mind is not bipolar like being moody is not bipolar and like all the things like absolutely so it is a hard thing it is a hard thing and my family didn't want me to tell anybody and Mm. things so yeah so you have this information and then you brought it to obviously your family because they were essentially a part of things of the going on of you being in treatment and how did they react actually they weren't surprised (laughs) (laughs) so I think that there was certainly a bit of denial but like at the same time like they really weren't surprised though like they it's, it's it's like you know you don't want people to know that your kid is that yeah <laughs> like, like it I mean it's not like you you know it's not like you sprinkle some bipolar dust on someone and it's your fall mm-hmm. like it's you know mm-hmm. so how do you like in your relationships and just you know because I think that that's like heavy big thing because people don't understand it you know I mean it's absolutely like if you are taking care of yourself totally in check you know but if if you don't know anything about it I can see how that would be you know most people are like what? <laughs> so like, how do you, yeah. is that something that you just kind of like hang on to until you feel like it's a good time to share or? or? Yeah, that's such a good question. <laughs> because I was so encouraged to really like not tell a bunch of mm. people, which didn't make it easier, but, <laughs> no. but I did tell people where it was like important. Like if I, you know, had new roommates or things like that were like, God forbid, but like, if something happened, like before, where like, I was like, hide the knives, hide the da da da, you know, like all that, like that bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's important to know, <laughs> just, just God forbid. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I really use my discretion, like who I trusted and really didn't tell a whole lot of people and still a lot of people don't know mm. a lot. Yeah, because I feel like there's going to be that underlying thing that they're not trying to, but it's like, oh, she's really happy and excited and she's smiling and all the things. It's just like, she must be manic. Like, I have this <laughs> under my head that people think that. And I'm like, mm. happy. <laughs> like, maybe yeah, I'm happy. just happy. Just doing, you know, or like feeling the actual real emotions. Yeah, it's, you know, so it was about two years ago when it became very clear that this is what my mother was dealing with. And I think like she had had an episode like 10, 12 years before and seen a psychiatrist, went to the psych ward, all of that. And I think her psychiatrist like really babied her in the sense where he didn't really use those words and prescribe the right medication and whatnot. And then she ended up going through menopause and oh my goodness, it just really changed everything, you know? And I think she moved and she was seeing someone different and stopped seeing people, stopped taking medication. And when someone said those words to her, you would have, I mean, think of the most worst thing you could say to a human being. Like, like you might as well have called a racial slur to someone. Like that's how offensive she took the words bipolar or manic depressive. And so like, you couldn't even say it. And 
as this whole thing unfolded, it was like, holy shit, you know, she was in a manic episode for months. Mm-hmm. Not just happy. <laughs> not just happy. Not, that's not another happy. thing. It's not just happy. <laughs> I would have been pretty pumped if it was just her being happy, um, you know, but it was, it was months of, of mania and it was terrifying and, mm-hmm. you know, feeling helpless. Like you can't help her. The HIPAA laws are not helpful in this, you know, respect. I mean, granted back in the day, I think husbands used to get sick of their wives and say they're crazy and set them off. (laughs) So like, yeah, these are in place for a reason, but you know, it's really terrifying when you don't really know what you're dealing with or when that person is, they're in a place where they can no longer accept that they need help. Yeah, absolutely. I resonate with that very much. Uh Yeah. And that's, I I mean, to me, like now having a better understanding, I think the scariest part for me is not, how do you tell someone who's, who's not taking care of themselves, who's in the moment and in mania, how can you get through to them that they need help? You You can't, you can't, (laughs) you won't, (laughs) no, you really won't. It's wild. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think we all can do better as you know, educating ourselves, just like understanding it. Cause you know, even if you never come across someone, just having an understanding and it gives you that much more compassion for when you do. hundred percent. And I, and I like that you brought that up too, Crystal, where the mania thing, like I think people don't necessarily understand what mm. it actually means. It always hits a nerve a little bit with that. I mean, it's just not understood. And I, I like to believe that people mean really well. I like to believe that, you know, that people mean well. And so they say things that sometimes are just like really insensitive, but not because that's their intention. It's like they're trying to mm-hmm. be comforting or they're trying to, you know, or like, you don't seem that crazy. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Not a compliment. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> you know, like things like that because they don't understand. And I think it takes a really strong person to share their own struggle in this aspect. I mean, we can, you can sit there and talk about this all day from an outside perspective, but when you actually, this is something you struggle with and deal with day to day, that has just so much more power. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely. So like, what do you do to take care of yourself? I mean, obviously we, we have like the regular day to day taking care of yourself as a human, but then also with this, I'm sure there's an extra layer of things that you have to do to to protect yourself and to keep yourself, you know, in a good spot. Yes. I'll say this is it is hard to connect to your feelings and that kind of thing and be able to just sit with yourself because I wasn't able to do that for so long (laughs) because like that's like the worst thing being by Mm -hmm. yourself and like having stuff being in your head telling you what to do and like you're like, oh my God. But just like being able to use tools like we've learned in, in our healing course right now where like we get to be able to feel comfortable feeling our feelings and we get to actually get help, like allow ourselves to have help. For me, that's been huge. Yes, I had to be forced into it initially. Um, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with me. Um, that's what I thought, but but accepting help, I think is the hugest thing. And like, it really does. That's probably the biggest thing that I, that I do regularly now so that someone can hear me so that someone can be there with me so that someone can validate my feelings so that someone can help me to get out of a funk. If I, if I need support, 
you know, and not be like, oh, it's going to be okay. And like all the things, like, what if you just listened? Yeah. Yeah. I will say I didn't know what holding space was until, (laughs) you know, until this year, I really thought it was like, you know, someone tells you your problems and I, I have this wonderful gift that I have that intuition and I can see it and I know exactly what you need to do, but that never helps someone when you're like, you need to do this. You have to walk them around too. that. That has to be their conclusion. Mm -hmm. And there's so much power in just sitting there and listening and holding space for someone. We don't even know how badly we need it. Yes. And I love that you brought that up too, because it actually makes it worse when you tell, I don't know if this is just for people who have bipolar, but like when someone's telling you what to do and like, you know, you need help or, you know, it's going to be okay. Or like, you know, those types of things actually are worse (laughs) because it, it really is worse when like people try and like tell you what you can do to help yourself or Mm. things like that like what if you were to allow them to be the ones to empower themselves to take that action yeah it's hard however like you doing that over and over again in in trying to help like really trying to help it's I think especially I mean in that mania setting we'll say like if someone is actually on that high 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 mania I mean they're like I'm great. I'm totally fine. There's nothing wrong with me. This is great. I feel, I feel amazing. Like, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, there is no getting through. There's no getting through to that. But I think even just in the sense where you're just here and you want to share and share your feelings, you know, and just want to be held and heard. If someone isn't needing that advice. You know, I, I really do feel like we all innately understand and know what we need to do for ourselves, even if it like feels uncomfortable or requires us to blow up a relationship or a job or something. Like we all know exactly what we need to be doing. And it's just a matter of, are we going to listen to ourselves and cut that time of suffering and, and misery in half or, or in third or whatever? Or are we just going to keep walking this path and so having someone else like shine a light on what you should be doing I mean it's just not helpful absolutely for anybody (laughs) so where are you like most looking forward to you've gone through this incredible healing journey you are in an amazing place even just like your energy your vibe is just so chill like you're always an awesome person to talk to because you're just like up you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, like there's no there's no like ah, chaos or anything in talking to you Mm -hmm. so what are you most looking forward to like coming out of this intense long healing process wow it gets my heart a little active when you ask that actually because I never thought I could necessarily be where I am (laughs) yeah so just knowing the possibilities I guess other than being so tunnel visioned. I think that's probably the simplest way I can answer your question. Mm. Knowing I have the capacity to just be still and tend to actually like listen to the things that I already know and to know how to do that in a way that's not going to combat my system. Because when you're in the depressive state, like you're not going to do anything. Like you're, you're going to be in your bed for a couple of days and like, yeah. you know, it, it's, 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 it's a shit show. But like when you're in that mania, like there's nothing wrong with you. 
So being where I am now, it's, it's really just like knowing that there are possibilities, I think, really. Yeah. I mean, it's the ultimate in finding balance. Mm-hmm. every woman I talk to is like balance find balance and it's like balance is not like real one but it's like different for everyone and you have to figure out what works for you and you do not you know speak for all women who are bipolar I mean there's other people out there that might need different things and who might you know something that works really well for you may not work for them and it's like knowing that I guess there's that balance is so different for every single person but finding your Balance in this moment, mm-hmm. in this time, mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what you do in terms of like helping others because I know that you're going to be incredible in leading other women into their healing. So like if you could, if you could just speak to like either you know whoever your ideal person is or or that you you know maybe you seven years ago but willing to hear and ready to hear what needs to be said, what would you say to that girl who is just struggling and feels like there's no way out? What comes through is expressing from your heart and and doing from your heart instead of sort of getting stuck in the Tasmanian devil that's in your head. And for some people that doesn't necessarily hit home in like, what do you mean my heart? Like, what do you mean sit in my heart? Right. (laughs) what, What does that mean? But I would do a lot of behaviors back then and I hurt a lot of people. Mm. I hurt a lot of people. And when you get blind to the things that you're doing and actually hurting people without knowing, like what if we were to actually just express ourselves from a place where we know that we can trust certain people? So like if you trust somebody and like know that you have a relationship with somebody or you, you know what you want to do from this place and you train yourself to actually like take steps for yourself from here. My hands are on my heart for those that are listening, (laughs) but that's going to be number one every single time. Because if you're going to try and fix things by trying to people please or trying to do things that you think are right, but you're actually hurting people like without realizing like, you can't go wrong if you if you are able to truly, truly connect with the feelings from inside versus spiraling everything outside of you. Because you can't control when you're in that manic state, when you're in that depressive state, it's like you have no control whatsoever. So what if we were to come into the thing that is always stable? Yeah. You know? So good. Mm. So good. I love it. So we like to end on a quote. Mm. Is there a quote that either you just kind of live by or maybe is something that you've been feeling lately? Mm. You can share. Yeah. What I've been feeling lately is I'm allowed to express my truth. That's been coming out a lot. And I'm allowed to be who I am without labels. Love that. What a beautiful conversation. Jocelyn, where can our listeners find you? I'm on IG and I'm on Facebook as well. It's at Dr. Jocelyn Hart. And that's J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-H-A-R-T-E. That's on IG. And for Facebook, Jocelyn Hart, same way of spelling on Facebook as well. And so there's not too many Jocelyn Hearts out there. So... (laughs) (laughs) 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and for being just so beautiful, for just like being so open and vulnerable and willing to share that with us. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.